Okay, I'd like to share a Ramban. It's actually two separate Rambans that takes issue with two comments that Rashi makes in understanding the, the nature of the dialogue between Hashem and between Moshe about speaking before Paro and the nature of how did the relationship between Moshe, Aaron, and Paro go? Who did Hashem speak to? Who spoke to Paro? How did, uh, how did that work? So the issue is addressed... Um, it begins, as they all do, um, with a textual machlokas. Rashi and the Ramban argue as to how to read the actual psukim in the Chumash. And that starts in our parsha, where I think we began reading these psukim already last night, in which uh, after uh, the people don't listen to Moshe when he tells them that Hashem is going to redeem them, Hashem says to Moshe, Bo daber el paro melech mitzrayim, go speak to Paro, and Moshe responds and says, I can't, ani aral svasayim. After that, Hashem uh, uh, speaks to both Moshe and Aharon and tells him to go speak to Paro. Um, as Rashi notes, if you don't want to do it yourself, okay, I'll send Aharon. The two of you go speak to Paro. And then we get sidetracked in the story because the Torah lists Ela Rashi Beisavosam. The Torah gives us the genealogy, the lineage of uh, Ruvain and his children, Shimon and his children, Levi and his children, until we finally get to Moshe and Aharon. And then right after we get to the lineage of Levi and the three children of Levi, and then their children, including Amram and Moshe and Aram, then the Torah seems to repeat the same command that we just learned of, Go speak to Mitzrayim. And Moshe says, How's power going to listen? I have a, a speech impediment. My lips are sealed. Rashi understands that this repetition after the lineage is a repeat. It's the same command. Right before we gave the lineage of who everybody is, Hashem said to Moshe, go speak to Paro. We told everybody who's the children of whom. And now we repeat the Torah. like sort of linking the story and in essence repeating the same thing. Who had It's the same conversation. The Ramban says, not true. These are different conversations. And this is the way the story goes. The Ramban paints the following picture. Number one, he says, when Moshe said, I can't speak before Paro because I have a speech impediment. So Hashem said, fine, I'm going to send Aharon with you. Moshe understood when Hashem said, I'll send Aharon with you, that the two of them would go together. The prophecy would go through Aharon and Moshe would be silent the entire time that Aharon would receive that which he would need, or they both would receive the prophecy together. Aharon would be the only speaker, and Moshe would be Yacharish. He would be silent. It would be enough. That's a normal thing. Two messengers come in, one of them speaks, the other one is silent. And Moshe was happy with that arrangement. However, Hashem comes to him in the second Dibor and adds the phrase, and this says the Ramban is how he knows it's a new command. He adds, Ani Hashem, Daber El Paro. Says the Ramban, why does he add that phrase, Ani Hashem, what's he adding? Ani Hashem, the one who revealed to you that I am Hashem. I did not reveal myself to Aharon at the burning bush, that level of prophecy. Only you received that level of prophecy and only you will speak before Paro, you alone. Moshe then repeats, it can't be. Ani Aral Svasam, he says it again. The first time I said this, you sent you were going to send me with Aaron. I understood that to mean he was going to be speaking. Now you're telling me only I can be a speaker. Ani Aral Svasayim. It's not going to work. How is Paro going to listen to me? And to that, then the Torah later repeats 
in which Hashem says to Aharon, to Moshe, Re'eni saticha Elohim lefaro va'aharon achicha yihiyeh neviyacha. You will be like a master over Paro, and Aharon will be your spokesperson. Meaning, you are going to be the only one, Moshe. Not like you thought I was going to speak to the two of you. I'm only going to speak to you, uh, Moshe. You will speak to Aharon, and he will be your navi. He will be your spokes, your spokesman. Which means you, the way that uh, the Ramban understands it, Moshe himself will never speak directly to Paro again. He will only speak. He will get the communication from Hashem. He will tell it to Aharon, and Aharon will communicate it to Paro. This says the Ramban is different than Rashi understands. Rashi understands that Moshe himself would talk to Paro once. And then Aaron would explain, would clarify, would make sure it was understood, but that there was direct communication between Moshe and between Aaron and between Paro. As whereas the Ramban understands that no one has time, says that Aaron will be your Navi, it's only going to be uh, you speaking to Aaron and Aaron to, uh, to Paro. And the Ramban then comments, this arrangement was a ma'ala ugidula le Moshe. The arrangement that Moshe should come in but then should speak to Aaron, and then Aaron conveys it is a mark of esteem and greatness to Moshe. And all of this, why did he merit this? Because of Anof Sanuso, It all was a merit because of his modesty and humility that he didn't want to speak with his sealed lips. What does he mean that he didn't want, he was embarrassed, or he thought it was inappropriate? So this refers back to the first time that Moshe is at the burning bush and he says to Hashem, Shlach biyad tishlach, don't send me, send someone else. Who, what's he referring to when Moshe says to Hashem, you can't send me on this. I'm an Aral Svasam, I can't be the one to speak. So the Ramban quotes both from the Targum Unkulus that the reason why Moshe didn't want to do this is he said, How could it be that I represent you, Ribbon Shalom? How could you send me? I'm going to be the one to represent the King of Kings, the Creator of Heaven and Earth. I can't even speak straight. It's inappropriate for me to be the one to represent you and be Medaber Lefnei Amel. They're going to laugh at me. And that's not an honor to you. That's how the Targum Unklos understands why Moshe didn't want to say that. And the Ramban adds, he, what he was saying, Ein adam yoser mimeni The way the, the Ramban understands Moshe's complaint, everybody is better at than me at this messenger, at this man. I can't be the one to stand before Paro. And that's all a reflection of his anivus, his humility. And the Ramban explains, why did it take him a week to agree? He refused and refused and refused. Says the Ramban, because the Torah says he was an Adam of Mikol Adam. He was the most humble person on the entire earth. He couldn't find it in his heart to exalt himself, to speak to Paro and to say, Hashem sent me. He, he couldn't even imagine saying those words that I'm going to say, I'm a shliach of the Ribbon Shalom. Me? I can't. Couldn't say that. So, shlach no biyat tishlach, send before someone else. So the Ramban says, so the whole arrangement that he should walk in and then whisper to Aaron, and then Aaron will say it was derch gedula v'kavod, a mida kneg and mida to Moshe for his anivos, for his humility. And as the Torah then says, the entire avde, uh, that the entire Eretz Mitzrayim, gam ha'ish Moshe gadol ma'od be'eretz Mitzrayim ve'nei avde paru ve'nei ha'am. Moshe became a great figure in all of Mitzrayim before power, before the nation. Um, 
And all that was a midah kneged, midah payment for his anivas that he did not want, he didn't feel it was appropriate for him to be able to stand before Paro and represent Hashem um, as it was. Okay, that's how the Ramban understands a few different points that he argues with Rashi, and that is that for tonight.